Hello, fellow humans. You're tuning into Pickle Juice, an engineering podcast pouring out the juice on all things engineering, creativity, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, The Teal Pickle. Episode number five, being a polyglot and Facebook's AI programming language translator. How many languages do you know? Languages, languages, languages. Languages. In the tech industry, it's not uncommon to actually be asked how many programming languages you know. With the lines between technologies being blurred, knowing two or more languages has pretty much become the new minimum. If you're just starting out on your first language or you're trying to decide what language you should actually start off with, definitely check out episode number one where I go into the best first programming language. Hashtag shameless plug. Hashtag pick a juice podcast. Hashtag tune in. But if you've already figured out what your first programming language is, it might be confusing and overwhelming to think about learning a second language. Like, fam, I've barely got one, and now you want me to learn another? Yes. Yes, the industry does. <laughs> After learning your first language, which language should you learn next? So really what we start entering into is this idea of language pairing and language pairing can really be thought of in the same manner as color pairing and so different pairings contribute to the type of tools in your tool set when you look at your tools what do you want to be able to do one type of pairing is analogous pairing so masters of a specific domain tend to focus on analogous pairings analogous pairings keep the developer within a certain technology domain An example of this would be learning Swift, C++, and Objective-C. With those three analogous languages, they could all essentially be applied to iOS development or more generally, Apple platforms. Now, when you're more of a jack of multiple trades, then it tends to be a focus on triadic or split complementary pairings. With triadic or split complementary pairings, languages vary drastically. But it essentially empowers the developer for having tools for a variety of domains. An example of this would be Swift, JavaScript, and Assembly. With these three languages, you'd be equipped to handle some iOS, some web development, as well as some lower level hardware manipulation. Generally, when it comes to being a polyglot developer, I've personally focused on going deeper in languages that have a high application potential in regards to what I'm interested in, and then brushing up on outliner languages as needed. And so myself personally, having like read and write fluency in Swift and C++ gives me the flexibility to flow between full stack iOS, SDK development, robotics, 3D graphics, VR development, and sub-artificial intelligence. So definitely... (laughs) Definitely choosing languages that give me a wide range of application, but that still keeps me focused on not stretching myself out in terms of like learning different types of languages. But then on top of that, adding some read and write fluency in Objective-C, Python, and Assembly. And so that way, I would say those are more of like my outliners. It sort of fills out 
artificial intelligence, working with older iOS libraries, as well as hardware. Cool, 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 cool. And what about people who are learning their first language and looking to start branching out? Like, what should they do? Well, focusing on learning the core of a programming language, like the core programming concepts in your first language, I would say is really the best place to start because from there, picking up a new language is like relatively easy. (laughs) Easy, smooth, it's like all downhill from there. A lot of programming is different variations of the same concepts. And so outside of the core concepts, it's just learning new syntax. A few set of rules of how to do XYZ in that new language. Now, sort of brings us to the question of, you know, with most of learning new languages, it's really just like the same concepts, but with like a different syntax. What's the point of learning a new language? Well, the thing about languages is that each language approaches the same general problem from a different perspective. And so with this approach, a language then becomes known for and utilized in a scenario that could essentially be better solved with that specific approach. Let's say you want to put a nail in a wall and you have a Phillips screwdriver, a flathead, and a hammer. Now, while you can make the Phillips and flathead screwdrivers work, the hammer is going to give you the best results. Like literally, putting a nail in the wall is a hammer's specialty. Like the hammer was designed to be able to nail in wall same thing with languages now if you've put off learning a new language for whatever reason you might be glad to know facebook has created a new artificial intelligence tool for translating between programming languages the system is called transcoder and it's a neural transcompiler so within the stack of language encoding and decoding the compiler actually sits between the high level language that programs understand and write and the binary that the computer understands and performs actions from so the compiler handles the translation of human to computer as of right now the system translates between c java and python and works unsupervised so with no human input now the overall transcoder system was trained from public github corpus and currently focuses on translating functions so while we haven't gotten into object-oriented programming as of yet hopefully in the future <laughs> we can get a few functions translating and working between C++, Java, and Python, which is actually pretty cool. Now, the system is open sourced and built in Python. So if you definitely wanted to like poke around the code, check that out, that is possible. It's open. Yay, open software. And I think the surprising thing is the computational accuracy. So in testing the system, the metric of computational accuracy was created to really represent the function and the destination language translated input-output results in comparison to the source language. So the highest computational accuracy of about 92% was derived from translating from Java to C++, 
while the lowest accuracy of about 56% was derived from Python to Java. Now, Facebook researchers did comment that the differences in accuracy could be course corrected by adding specialized constraints to the decoder to really ensure syntactical correctness. So, while the model as is performs best with Java to C++, the accuracy of the other translations could actually be improved based on whatever your specific application is. And the fact that it's open source means that you could actually like pull this, play around with this, and actually tweak this system to whatever um, project your organization or that you yourself are working on. Ultimately, being a polyglot comes down to syntax. You know, once you know the core concepts, it's mostly downhill syntactical sugar. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, it's this syntactical sugar that Transcoder consumed. And now we have a programming language translator. It's cool. <laughs> This episode was recorded by The Till Pickle on June 14, year 2020. You've reached the end of this recording. Bye for now.